I'm Brooke. And I'm Emily. And this is Applaud for Murder. Yay! <laughs> and I'm sorry for the giggling, but I... We've had a lot of technical difficulties, and some of them were user error, and that was me. So, hi. Um, today, we are <laughs> going to talk about Murder on the Orient Express. It's... Um, you'll find out how we feel about this in a couple minutes. Um, it, so, we're probably not going to talk about this for a super long time. That's okay. It's fine. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so we're covering the 2017 uh, Murder on the Orient Express, directed and starring Kenneth Branagh. Uh, this is the fourth adaptation, visually, of this book, written by Agatha Christie in 1934. Um, there was a 1974 film, there was a TV film in 2001, and then a 2010 episode of Agatha Christie's Praro had it also. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see, they were talking about this project in 2013. It took about three years before they started filming. Uh, they did principal photography in England. So, that's fancy. Oh, wait. They're almost all English, mm -hmm. so it's not that fancy. <laughs> um, almost. Uh, <laughs> um, it, the, you know, if you want to know about, like, what kind of film or anything they filmed on, you can find all that, whatever. It's not a big deal. We're not that kind of podcast. We don't care. We don't care about that. What we do care about are some reviews that Emily found and the ratings that it's been on a couple well, things. <laughs> well, um, you know, I, I'm a fan of um, of the old Rotten Tomatoes, so shout out Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so basically, um, like you said, this is um, it's the fourth uh, adaptation. Um, it was it came out in theaters on November 10th, 2017. Uh, considered a genre of drama mystery and suspense and a rating of pg-13 and um it was in th like i said in theaters in november and then it came out on you know dvd or blu-ray or vhs if you still have that around somewhere <laughs> beta max um, <laughs> i still have a vcr so no shame in that um i gave mine to in... my grandmother because hers broke well there you go the gift that keeps on giving friends <laughs> um Yes, it came out in February, February 27th, 2018. Box office was $101,555,644. So I think it did pretty well. I mean, it yeah. wasn't, you know, a slam dunk, but it did do well enough for there to be, you know, we've talked about this, but there is there is plans for there to be a sequel. So, mm -hmm. you know, they did feel like it was a viable product, I mean, a viable option to keep it going. And that'll yeah. be interesting. The, see how that plays out. Uh, the sequel is uh, going to be Death on the Nile, and that's going to be released mm -hmm. November 8th of 2019. So we've got, they should probably be Gosh, that's, filming I it. I guess they're filming pretty, now. Yeah, or either about to, pretty soon, to. probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> some of the, the reviews just get me. Uh, um, but the, uh, the rating on Rotten Tomatoes... It wasn't too bad. It was uh, 57% on the tomato meter and then an audience score of 55%. So, yeah, it was meh. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, the critics' consensus was a that it was a stylish production and an all-star ensemble that keep this murder on the Orient Express from running off the rails, even if it never quite builds up to its classic predecessor's illustrious head of steam. So um, that's that's lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, some, you know, it, it was not um, exactly critically acclaimed, but some critics um, did enjoy it. Um, one of them is from The Village Voice, which uh, April Wolf says that there's something quaint and comforting about this film and its brand of old-fashioned storytelling, where coincidences are extremely likely. Everyone somehow knows a countess, and a man puts honor above all else. So that's... Uh, Miss Wolf from the Village Voice. Um, uh, some of the other uh, reviews were not quite as kind. Um, uh, one from the Atlantic. Well, no, you were going to do the Atlantic one. Sorry about that. Oh. Um, one from. Yes. Yeah, there, well, it was a different one, a different piece. But oh. um, this one, my favorite, has to be uh, <laughs> con- contriving somehow both to dawdle and to rush. Murder on the Orient Express is handsome, undemanding, and almost wholly bereft of purpose, <laughs> which I have now said I am going to start saying about pretty much everything. Yeah. So yeah, cause this, enjoy that. The one, the one I had, it was just the title that I liked because it says Murder on the Orient Express is a ride worth skipping. <laughs> and the subtitle is the director and star Kenneth Branagh's remake looks great, but feels utterly unnecessary. So... Yeah, it, um, a lot of people have pretty much, they always say um, it just runs, I think they feel like, and, 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 I, and I tend to agree, they felt like it just ran too long, and it, there was some, but again, you know, with a film like this, I think, you know, it was made, I think, to be a kind of period piece that maybe, I don't know, you know, I don't know if movies movies have changed so much through the years so maybe you know something this could have really been great back in a while ago but now you know it, you just kind of have to do things like people are just so not wanting to have to wait but i i too felt like it was kind of long and there were times where it was just like okay let's let's do something here let's pick this up <laughs> trains trains dying you know let, <laughs> let's do this the train is dying <laughs> yes yes the train is the train is dead but um and then my other favorite i think too was um when they said it's not great but it isn't terrible <laughs> isn't terrible yeah that's that's pretty funny um i like it it's great but it isn't terrible uh i'm just gonna keep saying that i like it uh <laughs> um so this film, this this film stars <laughs> Kenneth Branagh yeah, as pro- what? <laughs> no, I was saying yes, yes. This yes, film yes, has yes. quite a cast. Uh, yes, uh, yes, very. Uh, it's it's crazy. There's very known names, and then there's a couple of people I have no idea who they are. So sorry, you guys. Um, Kenneth Branagh as Poirot, uh, Tom Bateman as Book. Penelope Cruz as Pillar Estravados, uh, Willem Dafoe as Gerhard Hardman, and Cyrus Bethman. And you guys, this is the first time Emily has not giggled at Hardman. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Dame Judi Dench as Princess 
dragon moth. Like, that's like some sort of cross between Smirnoff and a dragon, and I love it. Um, <laughs> Josh Gad as Hector McQueen. Uh, Derek Jacoby. Sir Derek Jacoby as, Sir Derek, Derek Jacoby. as Edward Henry Masterman. Um, Leslie Odom Jr. as Dr. Mm. Abernoff. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes. Uh, he oh, didn't, I was just saying, he, yeah. He didn't sing either. Uh, and it's crazy. Because, uh. uh, um, you know, like, when they when they say, oh, you're as dumb as you look, it's like, oh, you sing as good as you look. Like, that's him. Um, oh, he is <laughs> beautiful inside out, people. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful inside out. All right. Michelle Pfeiffer as Caroline Hubbard and Linda Arden. Uh, Daisy Ridley as Mary Hermione Debenham. Uh, Olivia Coleman as Hildegard Schmidt, who's also wonderful in lots of things because she can do comedy and she can do drama and all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. I love it. Uh, Lucy Boynton as Countess Helena Adrinia. Uh, Adrini? Something? Uh, sorry. <laughs> and Helena Goldenberg. Mm -hmm. um, I can say Goldenberg. Um, Marwan Kinzari as Pierre Michel, Manuel Garcia Ruflo as Bienamino Marquez, Sergei Pulinin as Count Rudolf Andrini, uh, Miranda Raisin as Raison, maybe, as Sonia Armstrong, and Johnny Depp as Edward Ratchet slash John Cassetti. And on that mm -hmm. note, we are going to give Emily a minute to rant about Johnny Depp because. Why not? And I'm going to set a timer. You're going to hear it go off, and I'd like you to end your thing. Would you like me to give you sort of a five-second? I don't know. I don't know if I should give you a yeah, warning, a 30-second so. warning. I mean, can I give a disclaimer real quick? Yes. Okay. Disclaimer. If you like Johnny Tepp, tune out now and then come back. We'll give you a, a – uh, when come back in a minute, okay? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Go. All right. I used to really like Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp did a lot of great movies. He was in Ed Wood. He was in uh, uh, Finding Neverland. He was in Benny and June. He was in Great Woods. He didn't go over great. Great movies. And then Pirates came along. And I don't know what happened. I, somewhere along the lines, Johnny Depp began to believe that he really was a pirate who was part Keith Richards, part Imbobinal Snowman. I don't know. <laughs> it was like he just became this caricature of himself and it's been really frustrating as a fan of his work from before to watch him just make these terrible terrible movies and it's like his acting's almost gotten even worse too because of it and i just wish he would get out of his own way that he would be like hey maybe i need to go back to basics oh no is that it no sorry that was me changing the time oh. sorry oh okay you have 20 um, seconds i just wish that oh okay um, I just wish that, you know, he would realize that, no, he is not a pirate. He's not from England. He's not from wherever he is. He's from Kentucky. He's a good old boy from Kentucky. He's owned that. He needs to get go back to acting school. He needs to get some help and start making movies again that are good. Oh, it was not loud enough. I think that this, that's the end. I was no, like, I'm I don't think it was loud enough. Okay. <laughs> no, I had reset the, the timer to a different noise so it would be not as obnoxious as what I usually have it on. <laughs> it did sound very um like fairy tale esque. It was yeah. like you have been 
Dings. Yeah. That's not what it's usually on. Okay. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Yeah. That one's sort of obnoxious. That, that like, one always then... is a... Yeah. <sighs> that one actually made my skin go... <laughs> right, right. And so I didn't want that, and then I didn't... I tried to reset it, and then, of course, sorry. Uh, okay. So, yes. Johnny Depp. Boo. Well, I mean, and I was saying to you earlier, you know, I want a good comeback story. Right. You know, I want to believe. You know, I, I just... <laughs> I want to he's believe. Just very... Yes, he just hasn't made very good choices, and it's it's unfortunate because now you've got the X Files poster, but instead of like a spaceship, it's Johnny Depp's face yeah, from like a like, movie that he was good in. Just come back. I mean, it's just it's just really sad because yeah. you know he made really great movies. I love the way that he was able to kind of chameleon himself into different roles, and it's just not there anymore. And I don't know. He's like I mean, the Doctor's TARDIS. His chameleon circuit is broken on pirate. Maybe. Something's broken. <laughs> Something needs to go Yeah. get fixed. I don't even know. It's just it's just unfortunate. And, and unfortunately for me, like when I watch movies now and he comes in them, it just makes me kind of like, mm. it, it takes me out of it. And that's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, maybe that's just a me thing probably is, but it is what it is. And. I mean, in this movie, it kind of served, it was a good thing in some ways because the character he was playing, you know, but in other movies, especially, it's been very disappointing for it. him to be in them. No, I totally get it. Um, yeah, anyway, he's had a lot of stuff going on that may account for some of it, but maybe he'll straighten up and act we're right for you, Johnny, literally sort of. act right um <laughs> yeah we're, we're, we're rooting for you sort of yeah. maybe not real hard but a little <laughs> he is from my hometown slash where emily currently lives so yeah maybe yeah. that's just a little extra wanting to root for him i don't know i, I it's perhaps Oh, I just I, I remember you know. this from the first time we recorded that it didn't record because, like I said, technical difficulties of things, you guys, sorry. Um, I think I had mentioned that back years ago when E did their special, like, you know, they used to do those E2 Hollywood stories or whatever. They did one on Johnny Depp. So they contacted oh. us at the library where I worked oh, yeah. to get the information, you know, find whatever kind of information we had. Uh, so I had to find, like, his birth announcement in the paper and all that kind of garbage and they sent some merchandise to the library for doing this for them and the lady that scanned all the information and my boss who had me look up all the information split the prizes and kept them themselves so not right didn't give me shit so i was kind of sad but you know i mean granted i mean obviously you deserved something but what would you be doing with it now like you know because now we're kind of like i don't know i mean you could sell it on ebay yeah i mean i probably would you keep it i probably would have sold it then <laughs> no well that's true that's true back then it probably would have been even more worth something um what are they sending well they said well they were they were like it was like e-merchandise so like baseball oh. caps and bags and stuff come on i've never wanted to turn Ashen down a free themes. bag 
that's no, true. no. This was right before like Kardashians were like gigantic. Like they might have just started. So you know, the this plague was, like, was unleashed twelve years ago or something. Or okay, fifteen years Gosh. ago maybe. Has it really been that long? Dang, I don't know how long they've been out. I'm just trying to remember exactly when it was because I've been where I am at now ten years and. It's wild. It's been 11 years since that library has been where it is, and it was before that. So it's been at least 12 years. Wow. I'm going to go ponder that later. But anyway. (laughs) Uh, Yes, yes. Um, Anyway. uh, uh, Yeah, it has been 15 years, because now that I remember what specific department I was working for. Anyway, it has been 15 years. Um, so, yeah. On to the story. So this is a story about Poirot trying to go from solving one case to go on his vacation to go back home, something like that, and then he gets embroiled in another case. We start out with him measuring some eggs because, you know, Bronna wants you to know that he's OCD but not, like, him washing his hands 15 times. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's like he tries to get the idea of being OCD, but then sometimes I think he doesn't exactly have it. But um, I don't think he wants it to be played as funny, necessarily, because we've talked about this before, so I'm totally, like, trying to get everything out. Um, and it's he's, he's measuring eggs because he doesn't want to eat two eggs that aren't the same size. And right, he, and he needs to eat, but he needs to solve he needs to solve this case, which he's actually already solved the case, probably. But he needs to go tell everybody. Right. So, what do you think about how he sort of tries to portray this sort of OCD ish kind of thing? Necessarily, I mean, <laughs> it's hard because, like, I think that is something that you know, so many adaptations of Agatha Christie, or even like offshoots of that like you know house even though i think house is more of a sir arthur Conan doyle kind of thing or um but like monk and that kind of thing like i feel like you know a lot of shows and movies that definitely have been inspired by you know do kind of try to always have some kind of like quirk like that thrown in just because i guess it makes the person more compelling um and i didn't really feel like he was playing that for like laughs or so to speak i think it shows though how he does how i think it was also a way to show how much he uh does want things to have a certain there's a certain order there's a certain way that things are done and it's why he's able to solve cases the way he is is because he's able to always tell when something isn't quite right or something like that and um you know i mean of course the movie uh definitely takes some liberties with it um, and it's it's like yeah like you said I don't feel like he was I think that's something that Brown has always tried to do with his movies is to portray you know pretty popular characters with a different spin or a little bit more gravitas to them I know like with you know Hamlet he did that he did that with even Mary Shelley's Frankenstein mm-hmm. even though that was not Mary Shelley's Frankenstein mm-hmm. um, right. he's you know, even with uh, Much Do About Nothing, when he played Benedict, I mean, even though that one was pretty straightforward, I think that's probably one of the most straightforward adaptations he's ever done. And even, you know, I think with the 
the Thor with Thor, you know, he he wanted to give Loki and Thor more than just the classic good versus evil story. You know, it was more there's layers here and both have their flaws. And so not that OCD is a flaw per se. I do think it, though, does help tell a little more about that character mm -hmm. in the spe especially if you're not familiar with Agatha Christie's work. Yeah. Yeah, so um, <laughs> something that I did think was interesting though and something I think we're going to talk about a little bit later is the fact that, that you know um, one thing he was very faithful in the adaptation with was the fact that he did keep um, the period mustache mm -hmm. you and I had discussed yes. that um, you know we had a discuss we weren't sure because you know in other adaptations basically especially like Albert Fenney when he was doing his in 1974 and then David Suche with his show it's always been like the littler mustache kind of more like the one that Johnny Depp has only it's like turned up in the in the, so that's become kind of synonymous with with that um and, and in this um he directly lifts it from this material it says in a article by Slate the famous mustache which is described in the books as enormous mm -hmm. and of which the detective is very proud Christie herself was reportedly disappointed by the comparatively tame mustache worn by Finney in the 1974 movie but here Brana does it justice with what appears to be a repurposed feather duster under his nose <laughs> that's beautiful <laughs> yes yes um, and yes uh, uh, something his... else I thought was really interesting mm -hmm. about that was um uh, too. I just want. Sorry, I didn't mean to. But like, I do think too. They. Um, I was just reading on this, and it's really very interesting. Um, he does. Uh, uh, he. He's kind of a different man too. Um, in the novels, um, Parat is more um, short, kind of a little more silly looking, and he plays up his accent and his eccentricity to trick suspects and underestimating him. Um, so, so, like the second Doctor. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, yeah. There's like, going to be I mean, lots of Doctor Who references. Had no qualms about solving a murder on the train as a favor to book. He just mm -hmm. needed to be flattered a little. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, in the movie, he was pretty like, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, not really feeling it, but, you know. Right, right. Anyway. But yeah, kind of like the second Doctor. And then also, I think something that they said, um, something that was different too, is that he did a little bit more action. Mm -hmm. So he kind of was like a second doctor and third doctor combo. Mm -hmm. So, because, you know, with uh, being more of an action star kind of I'm deal, really too. I really hope that there's not, like, him chasing after somebody <laughs> is a little better. Talk... What? Did you say there was that you cracked up when he was, like, trying to, like, chase people? Yeah. Kind of. In the movie? Yeah. 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 To jump ahead here, uh, he chases after Josh Gad's character, and yeah. he doesn't really, I mean, I love that they're like, ugh, action star, because it's like, okay, yes, he's running on top of a train, but you guys, he's running after a chubby guy. I can't run very fast. I, I'm, I've heard Josh Gad say that he doesn't run, so <laughs> he couldn't catch up with him. So it's not like he was that action of a star. He's not the rock, you guys. <laughs> So, but yes, 
it's just sort of funny because he's like trying to run and but he's got a cane and I don't know whatever just as long as that's the most action as he gets I think I'll be alright in future movies uh, so I don't want anybody getting mad at me for saying anything about Josh Gad being chubby because I'm chubby and I can't run either oh. oh I'm not chubby and I hate running so <laughs> we're in good company so <laughs> running is terrible I don't even have that as an uh, it is really terrible. I don't understand it. I, we have a lot of friends that do it. I try very hard to encourage them. It's just I think it looks. I've tried it myself. I tried. I I, I try very hard, but I've just never gotten to that point where I'm like, yes, I am going to run. Now maybe if you know someone was chasing me, definitely I would run. But if I don't right. have to run, I'm not running. But I feel like Josh Gad's character doesn't have to run that fast. I mean, the guy's got a cane. But then again, <laughs> if he's you know gonna just play it up like he needs it more. Maybe he could run. Sure, but well, we have to, you know, amp up that drama, so. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, anyway, okay, so let's go back to sort of the, you know, the linear progression of time here. Um, not to get all sure. wibbly-wobbly. Um, basically, after the whole egg fiasco, he goes outside and he's like... He's like standing there and there's all these people around because someone has stolen some sort of relic and it's hilarious because there's like a, a rabbi and a priest and a preacher or something standing there and it's like a whole joke waiting to happen. Um, none of them did it. Come to find out it was a cop that did it. Ooh, yay. He solved it. They arrested him. Let's get out of here. He meets up with somebody book who wants to who like has a train that he's working on the orient express he's like i'll move some people around if you want to ride on it and what did they say i think you have in that thing about how book's character is different in that one article you had because uh, he's got like a prostitute right. with him <laughs> in this movie yeah apparently i was yeah that was interesting <laughs> i didn't feel like that was um I'm trying to see um i feel like I mean, it, it's it would have only made sort of sense if you would have seen that he'd like stowed some lady away on the train later but it <laughs> never comes back up no no it doesn't but you know back then that was pretty common i guess it still is actually if we really want to get into yeah. that but i'm just saying like i think back then though especially that was a very common practice mm -hmm. to just you know go get some prostitutes have them come with you places and then you go take them back and that be that yeah. I mean not I mean I think now it's still acceptable but just not as like we're gonna you know anyway <laughs> I digress <laughs> um, anyway so whatever uh, prostitute and then we've got what's his face looking at the all the pastries and stuff, which, I mean, who's not going to, like, kind of, like, stare at pastries and want to try to I mean, to pastries them? are the jam. I mean... And Audrey sometimes Hepburn, you can have them with jam. <laughs> yeah, you can. I mean, sometimes they have jam in them. Yes. I mean, you know, Audrey Hepburn eats a bunch of pastries in Breakfast with Tiffany, so if Audrey Hepburn likes pastries, can't we all? I got, you know, it's just... Yeah. Mm, pastries. Poirot with a good croissant. <laughs> yes, exactly. What would it be? Avec croissant? Avec um. <laughs> croissant. 
Can I name this? Can I please name this? <laughs> Proro Epic Quassel. Yes. I'm sorry, and then guys. Say I just mercy had... buckets. An overly just say mercy bucket and an overly um, <laughs> pronounced uh, Kentucky accent. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have heard hard. done before. <laughs> For realsies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mercy Bucut. <laughs> or something like that. Mercy like, I can't remember Bucket. how it's spelled. So I can't, like, say it phonetically. <laughs> That's hilarious. I okay. think it's like... Like, yeah. Anyway, whatever. Hilarious. Oh, God. Okay. I'm calming down. Alright, so... Poro gets on the train. Some people have been moved around, so some people are a little annoyed. Because um, I think they, Josh Gad's character and Derek Jacoby's character are now roommates. Is that what happened? I think so, yeah. Or they were supposed to have their own separate cabins. I think they did have single cars or something, and then, like, yeah, something, yeah. And in reality, these have, like, two bunks in them, and all of them do anyway. So it's not like they went from one that doesn't have two bunks right. to one, you know. Um Anyway, not so... Not that kind of train, guys. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, so we follow Poirot as he's, you know, he's getting ready, and then he goes and he's sitting in the dining car, and you see people sitting in the dining car, and we see how everyone's got... Because they have their own specified seats where they're supposed to sit. And, of course... Everyone is kind of sat with their exact opposite. Yeah, whatever. Um, so Poirot's sitting there, and he's trying to read his book. And then you have dun 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 Johnny Depp come up. Mm. Uh, Edward Ratchet, and he unscrupulous businessman as he is, uh, offers to hire Poirot as his bodyguard. His bodyguard. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't like... look. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> anyway. If I, I mean, if someone came to me was like, yeah, my name is Mr. Ratchet. I want you to be my bodyguard. I would have been like, check, please. Uh, you are creepy, and I am not bodyguard nothing. Right. Plus, You're... he wasn't a bodyguard. Like, if you go up, okay, this is, let's get real for a minute. If you saw him, Hercule Pro, on a train, and yes, you maybe he's heard that he's been a detective, but I would not think, oh, that guy should be my bodyguard. I mean, yeah. really, come on. Why Man's he... just been spending 20, 30 to 45 minutes looking at pastries. Why? I don't Why want him being my body. Why doesn't he just say, since you're a detective, I want you to figure out who's trying to kill me. No, right. he says, someone's trying to kill me. I want you to be my bodyguard. I would have been like, no. And which is kind of how he was. Yeah, he just sort of looks at he kind of looks at him, and it's so funny because Ratchet's, like, trying to, like, share his dessert and do all this sort of chit-chat, and Poirot is, like, basically, like, let's just get down to business. What do you want? <laughs> you know, and then he finds out, basically. and then he's just like, peace, man. <laughs> yep. Deuces. <laughs> See you on the flip side. Uh, oh. Anyway... Um, I just, uh, sorry, hold on. I just, yeah. like, flipped to this new, this, this article. Oh, exciting. And it's just this picture just of Kenneth Branagh with his, un, with his mustache 
And it and, his, and a soul patch. And I just realized that it was a soul patch. Sorry. <laughs> and it just really got me for a minute. I was like, they spend all this time talking about the about the mustache, but the soul patch? That, yeah. Was that was that accurate? Because I feel like that We need to post that. Yeah, to you. sorry. It just I will, I will. It's with it's an article with Metro. Although it does give away the spoilers, but oh well. If you haven't seen the movie yet, that's your fault. Okay. If you haven't read the book or I mean just yeah. One or the other, please, at least. If you Get haven't done it. either one, please go away and do one of those things and then come back. If you really care that much, then why? <sighs> yeah. I mean, I I listen to podcasts of things that I haven't seen or read. Sure. Because Me usually too. they're people that I enjoy listening to, and then I don't have to go and do it. But we're probably just going to make fun of some of this. So, yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Which I forgot to do. Ah, I forgot to do our ratings after you talked about all the ratings. Oh yeah. Okay, sure. We can do those. There's no. There's no strict format. Yeah. This is a process. <laughs> it's a fluid process. You're living through history, you guys. <laughs> yes. Maybe, uh, maybe someday we'll say, you know, this is how it is, but I doubt that. So for but. sure on these anything for sure that's like Poirot or someone that has like a very uh, lovely mustache as this the ratings um, units are going to be mustaches so this one is definitely okay. going to be five, one to five mustaches sorry we can't give a zero the, the big bushy well, upside maybe. down feather dust yes. well with maybe some Suchet thrown in if, if if you're like me and have to be... Yeah, because his you know, is smaller, so those are like point fives. Yeah, they're like little mustachelets. Yes, they're 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 uh, fractions of a mustache. Of this, fractions of the feather mini, duster mustache. Mini stashes. Mini stashes. So, that being said, would you like to give yours first? Sure. Um, I would give this movie a 2.5 okay. bushy stash is like like oh the og stash since you know agatha christie had him with that and maybe like one mini stash just thrown in for because you know this cast is pretty phenomenal and then you've got i mean the visuals are amazing it just um and i i think we've talked about this um you know it just I feel like everything was there. It just kind of fell flat for me in some ways. And it just, just like the critics said, you know, it's just, there's just something not working and I can't really explain. It just, just, yeah, it just didn't have it. The acting was, was good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, 2.5 original stashes (laughs) with, with a, with some uh, mini stashes. Just thrown in. So maybe that'd be like what a two, like a two point seven five. Okay, all right, all right. I I, I can dig it. Uh, I gave it three, three full yes. feather dusters mustaches. Um, because yeah. I watched it in the theater, and you know, watching things in the theater, you kind of get the whole experience. It's big, it's live, it's in front of your face. Sometimes that gives you a better feeling about movies. Um. Also, there weren't any, like, whiny kids or anything in that movie. Sorry if you've got oh, whiny crazy. kids. Uh, not sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we went and saw Age of Ultron. We've seen it four times, and three of the times there have been annoying people. 
Sorry. Um, no, I, no, I hear you. Uh, I was very fortunate last week when I went to see Avengers Infinity War because I was kind of like, oh. Oh, I, I meant Infinity War. I didn't see Age of uh, Ultron for you know oh. what? I'm sorry, you guys. I didn't see it. No, I, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, no, I was just saying that, like, because I was really nervous. Because I went in a matinee time because I was trying to avoid that very thing. Because I thought, well, it's just going to be me and the other old folks, you know, chilling. And, I mean, there were I mean, there were some kids in there, but they were actually very good. I was good. like, well done. Good. And the adults were just as well done as well. Because, you know, adults can be just as annoying. So Yeah, the first so, time we met. Um, in other, different ways. So The first time um, we went. Yeah, I was... Mm-hmm. The first time we went, there was a guy that kept leaning over, like, and mm-hmm. trying to, like, interact with my roommate, oh. Cindy, if any of you guys know, uh, have listened to any of us on anything else, my roommate's name is Cindy, um, and that was not cool. Did he think, like, she well, we was... Well, talk, we talked to him before it started, so then oh. I guess he thought we were all bros. Right. Yeah. Nope. I was nope. gonna say, I was like, did he know you guys? Like, I was just like... And, in fact, the seat next to me was empty, and she got up and moved to it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so awesome. I want to, like, I'm high-fiving her right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is so savage, and I love it. If she didn't have to work for three more hours, I'm sure she would high-five you back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it was pretty great. And then there was a whole thing uh, with another kid at one time, and... Uh. And I was like, I leaned over. That's the time she moved. That's the time she moved. It was with the kid was sitting next to her. It wasn't when the dude was sitting next to her. And I leaned over and I'm like, my mom would, I said, my mom would never let me do that. And then the mom got onto the kid after that, after I said it to her. Anyway, uh, it was when the kid when the kid was theirs when she moved next to me. Um, <laughs> and then last night I asked if she wanted to switch me places, but the kid next to her was nice. Just his friends were kind of idiots. Um, mm-hmm. And it's Friday night, man. Yeah. Friday night. And they they're like, there's no way they walked up and bought the tickets at the counter themselves because none of them were 13. There's no way. Um, so anyway, that's a whole nother thing. Back to this. <laughs> Right. Hashtag, That's... do you know where your kids are? <laughs> anyway. Um, let's see. So we go back. Poirot, he's getting uh, this proposition from Ratchet to be his bodyguard. He says no, whatever. Day goes on. He goes to his room. He hears weird noises next door. He's next to Ratchet. And he's just annoyed that's really all that's so far that's happened <laughs> yes. um, yeah you know it's like the, what he's annoyed it? the mustache is annoyed everybody yes annoyed. and oh this is great because he doesn't want to disrupt the poor mustache while he sleeps he has this big like leather oh, no. cover contraption thing he wears over it and it is respect the, the stash yeah it was the greatest thing i've ever seen um <laughs> yeah, the, we should get those for like we should get those and just wear them sometime just for the <laughs> podcast like sit there and like be watching the movie and like be like look guys we're like we're plotting for murder with our stash guards stash guards i don't have a stash really but i i mean we can we can get them anyway they can't they can't tell us they can't hold us down (laughs) um uh okay so don't get down the mustache okay um 
then he hears some more noise and he's like so pissed off that he just like stops like looking at the picture of his beloved or whatever he's doing sits down and goes and looks out the door see because i haven't read any of these things and i haven't didn't ever watch the show i don't really know much of his backstory so i don't know much about her do we know much about her i mean yeah i mean it's it's in there like in the stories let me hold on one second there is like you can keep going and yeah. I'll, I'll i'll find something that kind of briefly some sums that up perfect um so well he hears more commotion and he looks outside and he sees uh someone in a red kimono running away and he's just like what is happening and he goes in and he closes the door and then and he gets in bed and he's all ready to sleep and then there's an avalanche and in the movie the train stops super suddenly kind of gets derailed wakes people up throws poro out of bed he of course is super annoyed and then he picks up his little picture frame and it's got a broken glass on it so that's presumably supposed to be sad but because i don't know any of this backstory that emily's looking up well it's not as i I don't think i really don't think it's as bigly put that was a terrible way of putting that i don't bigly I don't think it's... Yeah, I don't even know where that came from. Um, I don't think it was as big of a deal on the books. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I mean, Christy Files, let me know. But from what I understand, like, I mean, I, I kind of was wondering about that. But, yeah, it's like he has this tragic backstory that's his long-lost lover. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, um, it's supposed to be... To, like, also tie in to the whole, like... They're trying to get across to everyone, if you haven't noticed by now, about how annoyed he is by everything, mm. that he's kind of weary of everything now. Like, mm. he's kind of get to the point where crime, fighting, or, you know, doing all this is just not really his cup of tea anymore. And <laughs> and that's why, like, he is so annoyed when Book talks him into taking the case. And, and then, you know, with, I mean, and then just Ratchet being the worst. But, like, you know, I think that is supposed to kind of play into because he's you know but just and how he's always how things have to be so right and justice and all that kind of thing it's supposed to kind of play all into give us this you know lovely like setup for where he is in terms of his mind and frame when this when this happens so there is that um which i think is interesting i mean again on paper this sounds very compelling mm-hmm. right definitely um I do want to make a disclaimer that I'm sorry if a couple things sort of get a little out of order when I'm trying to do the parts in order because my note taking was not the best. Uh, And it's been a while. (laughs) Uh, So speaking of book wanting him to take on this case, we, everyone, you know, everyone gets up and then, and, and, you know, they're waking people up in the mornings. They're, you know, knocking on doors, trying to wake people up or whatever. And, um, you, we find out that no one answers for Ratchet or whatever. And they, and they open the door and he's dead. He's been stabbed. And then Book's like, hey man, can you, can you figure out who did this? Cause this is not cool. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Pro is kind of like, I don't know but of course he does because otherwise we wouldn't have a movie i guess <laughs> there wouldn't be a movie 
they didn't go into the castle, there wouldn't be a movie. <laughs> yes. Um, so, you know, the, the movie just, the most of the movie, the bulk of it, from here on out, just revolves around him trying to investigate this and finding um, clues places and, and in unexpected places, like mm. uh, they find... And he's in, and he's uh, interviewing everyone. I mean, there's not really anything that we. I don't think there's anything specific we need to talk about, like the interviews or anything. It's just you know some of the. Uh, oh, he'll interview somebody, and then a piece of evidence will show up in their room. Right. Or whatever. Well, I do think. Too, or his room. Too, yeah. I mean, what's what's interesting too is that from some you know, they do say that I mean something in the book that did not happen in the book. Um, I mean, is that, you know, they did add the whole scene where, you know, Leslie Odom Jr. pulls the, the gun on Perot. Oh, yes, that, that's true. Yes. <laughs> yeah, to raise the stakes. And it's to give, you know, Odom that time to look and be him and beautiful. And if you can't tell, I'm a fan, guys. Right. Um, and, and, oh, and um, you also found out something about his character that was a composite character. Yes, his character is actually a composite of two characters. I am scrolling through my notes. Um, <laughs> scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Um, <laughs> While she's scrolling, I'm just, uh, one of the things... <laughs> one of, oh, I was going to say, one of the things that Poirot finds out is that Ratchet is actually Cassetti, which was like this mobster guy who kidnapped... Yes a famous child and murdered her and all this very, uh, you know, a la, uh, what are they? The Lindbergh. 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 Yeah. Oh my goodness. I I could not think, I kept wanting to say Armstrong and I'm like, that's the family in this movie. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, they tried to do that. Yeah. Yeah. The Lindbergh baby. And then the parents, um, yeah, it caused her mother the, the baby that they killed mother to go into premature labor and die. And then the dad ends up, who's also known as captain Armstrong mm-hmm. shoots himself. And yeah. then the innocent maid who's accused of the crime jumps from a window. The so grandmother yeah, goes crazy, like, like all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much, you know, this guy has destroyed like this entire mm-hmm. family. And then the people who love them are, you know, understandably distraught. And that leads to, the events in the movie mm-hmm. that we see happen. Um, okay, so explain. Uh, everyone has a connection. Yes, yes. And uh, explain uh, Leslie Oldham Jr.'s character. Right. Well, Leslie Oldham's character, he, they say that's the biggest alteration probably in the movie is that his character, Dr. Arbuthnot, who is actually a composite of two characters from the book, the English Colonel Arbuthnot, a suspect, and then Dr. Constantine, a passenger who uses his medical knowledge to help Perot in his investigation. And in the book, Constantine doesn't end up being one of the suspects or anything. No, he's just he's just helping out as the you know just kind of helping out as the mystery unfolds. Right. Okay. So, and then you know, um, and so yeah, like he it's a different kind of. Every time I hear Doctor Constantine, though, I'm going to be really honest. I think about. Constantine, the, <laughs> the character, you know, and, yes. yeah, sorry. But yes. Every time I hear, I think And it, he's I'm like getting, like, he's getting like cigarette ash in the wounds as he's yeah, like yeah, he's checking it out. Coat on and he's yeah. just like, I don't, give, I don't care about any of all you, you know, and it's just, you know, 
Is that how he sounds? Spoilers, he's going to be in Legends of... <laughs> next year, if he gets re- but he- I love it. Okay. Anyway. But yeah, so I think that's it. Plus, it, you know, it raises the stakes. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and it also makes it a little more uh, compartmentalized. No, no, like, train train puns I meant um, because the more like the fewer people who are not involved with this actual uh, story the better because like Emily said everybody's connected because they're all connected to this Armstrong family is what we find out Um, let's see where can we go so Daisy Ridley was the nanny right um, is that how it went? So. Let me make sure that I. And then, wanna... um, but no, wait. She was, who was she? What's her face was that was supposed to be watching the baby? Um, Penelope Cruz was supposed to be watching the baby, and then she got taken out the window because she fell asleep or something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Willem Dafoe was dating the maid who killed herself. Yeah, that's the. I always got those two confused for some reason. I for, don't know why. They yeah. don't even look like each other. I just. Nah. Um, uh, the there's the. Um, Judy Dench's character, uh, you know, Dragon Smirnoff. Dragon uh, <laughs> Smirnoff. <laughs> she. Uh, she <laughs> I'm sorry. I tickled myself. Um, she was the godmother to said baby who's the baby whose name was daisy so that's confusing we have daisy yeah. and then daisy the baby michelle pfeiffer was a grandmother to daisy um let's see um uh, marquez he was he's supposed to be like a car dealership owner guy turns out he was like their chauffeur mm-hmm. um let's see um We've got, uh, was, did Derek Jacoby work for them also at some point? Him and Josh Gad, or, no, Josh Gad's Mm -hmm. father was the lawyer who, like, convicted the maid or whatever, and then he felt bad about what his dad did, um, and, let's see, everybody, see, uh, Book was not involved in this, he's just, runs the train, but even one of the guys... Um, uh, Pierre Michel, he mm-hmm. is one of the train conductors, and mm-hmm. he, his sister was the mate, so he's also right. involved in this. So all of these people ended up on this train because he has this job, and they worked it around so that John Cassetti would be on this train, and all of these people would be on this train, and it was spearheaded by Michelle Pfeiffer's character. Right, Linda so they were all working together, which is yeah. what makes it interesting, because, yeah. you know, usually in in a lot of murder mysteries and stuff, there is just one person, or maybe mm-hmm. two, but never is it, like, everyone is involved because of this terrible and person. That's why I like the idea that they, you know, might have made an amalgam character, because the fewer sure. people who are not involved in it the more tightly it can be. Like, I like that idea of it being just those cars and the only people not involved are basically the, per, you know, whoever. Yeah. Who, like, Book and Poirot and then presumably whoever's driving the train, you know? 
Right, right. Um, so, like, I like that idea because it keeps it tight and compact. And you still don't, if you've not, if you don't know anything about this, you still don't necessarily realize that it's going to, that that's going to happen. You know, like, I mean, that everybody. They make it, I mean, they kind of try to show, like, I felt like they gave it a good thing where you do start kind of suspecting mm-hmm. everybody, but you start, but I mean, usually you don't like, su- Oh, it's this person and it's this person. Maybe, like, but you never you think suspect oh, it sure. could be anybody. Right. Right. And I liked that. I mean, and that's then it's like, it's interesting. wait, no, it wasn't anybody. It was everybody. Right. Like, right. That's sort of the and, twist. Um, oh yes. Um, Olivia Coleman, Hildegard Schmidt. She was their cook. Mm-hmm. Um, Leslie Odom Jr.'s character is supposed to have been in, like, the military with Armstrong, sure. yeah. the dad. Um, right. So, you know, they were buddies. This is wingman or whatever. Um, but... I'm, I'm just saying there's 12 stab wounds. I know that's terrible. I should find that so funny. But it's like everybody <laughs> took their turn stabbing this guy because he was so terrible. And like, they show it. It's really interesting when they yeah. show it because some of them are kind of like, and some of them are like, uh, kind of oh. almost like, I don't know if I want to do this or not, but I need to, and then just do it, you know. Um, so I feel are, like it's like, you know, like, <laughs> Right. And so there are varying depths and, you know, that kind of thing. And, yes. And um, pressure and all that kind of stuff. Um but because in in this in this movie, uh, because Leslie Odom Jr. is a doctor, um, Doctor Ibernoff uh, is there. Uh, Linda Arden has him stab has her, him stab her in the back where he know where she knows where he knows that she won't be too hurt by it. Right. Uh, when all this commotion happens, to pretend like whoever killed Cassetti has like stabbed her and jumped well, out the window. I yeah. was. I wondered if, like, Scream took that from this. Because, no. you know, in Scream, they do that. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, oh. it's, it's fun watching stuff like this because you realize how much modern-day, like, stuff... Well, that wasn't... It's not really modern, but well, you know what I mean, like... That's but that's part of the reason why we wanted to do this, right. too. You know, so I don't think we, people realize yeah. how much, you know, her stuff, especially considering how it was written so, you know, quite a bit a while ago... And yet it still is just, like, touching on everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and that's what's really cool about, you know, just her story and how she, you know, I think that's what I love a lot about books, to get real nerdy for a second, Mm -hmm. is just that, you know, this woman wrote these books. And, you know, in a time where women authors were not common and wildly accepted, and yet those books have gone on to be kind of like this blueprint that people keep using over and over again. And, you know, they, and they're trying to make it their own, but at the same time, there's always going to be that throwback to what she started. So to me, that's really cool. And the fact that it's a woman, you know, especially in a world that has been usually thought of as a genre that men were probably more, you know, known for it's, it's pretty, pretty neat. Mm-hmm. So there's my literary hour for, for the day. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, 
Okay. Uh, yeah. So my normal goony self. So yeah, uh, yeah, like I said, you know, that's part of the reason why we wanted to do this. While we have like a list of like TV shows and stuff that have the same sort of formats. I mean, there's so many from her, um, and just like because there's too many series that do that. We have, I have a list of like specific episodes. Uh, right. uh, like the probably the next one we'll do after we do since ordeal by innocence finally came out since we'll after yeah. we do that we'll jump to one of those and i believe we're probably going to do the boy uh what is it boy uh boy meets world yeah uh, and then there was sean because boy meets world come on um <laughs> we'll do that one because you know we might as well do a fun one after yeah after we might we... need to ordeal by innocence is pretty rough yeah uh geez it's so, good it's really good but it's 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 pretty i mean this like i'm not saying that you know this one isn't isn't you know there's not serious parts but you know order by innocence it's 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 uh it's intense you know it's it's not something you can just you know we definitely will need a palate cleanser that's that's definitely that's need a palate cleanser so but we'll you know to flash forward we're i the hope is to do that because that's why we were starting this podcast. Uh, and now it finally came out. But it's just been sort of rough with them moving it over to Amazon and all that kind of thing. Since it was supposed sure. to be a partnership with Amazon. But that's fine. We're good. We'll allow it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so. So, yeah. So, you know, we find out, like, at the end, he's going through and he's he's questioning everyone. And in the end, he takes everyone out and makes them sit in the tunnel that they're next to where this avalanche has happened uh, because everybody's supposed to get off the train anyway because they're trying to put the train back on the tracks and um, he, he's you know confronting everyone and telling them that he thinks they all did it and and Michelle Pfeiffer her character uh, Linda Arden is just you know like he he tells her he knows that who she is in real life and how he knows how all of them are connected to this. She takes off her wig and she's got different colored hair and oh my god, you know. And I'm like, she's got a really good wig for the 30s. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Excellent wig work. <laughs> uh, way to go, 1934. Uh, joking. Uh, you know, like all of this stuff happens and, you know, he's like, well, I, because he was a bad person but you all committed the crime. I can't not tell people. I can't tell, I can't not right. tell the police force that you all did this, that this is what happened. Cause and I can't tell that's that sense of honor yep. that he has to have, you know, because he doesn't know who was first. He doesn't know which wound was the old one that ultimately killed right. him or anything. So to him, it, the most honorable thing would be to say it was everyone because it was, um, mm-hmm. and then there's just a whole thing where they don't want him to do that. And he gives he gives his gun over to them, and Michelle Pfeiffer goes to use it, and it does, like she's like, "Oh no, it's my fault," and all this stuff, and then it doesn't have any bullets in it because there he goes right. tricking them again to basically get the information he wants. Um, and after this sort of interrogation of everyone together, sitting like they're at the Last Supper. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he he uh he just says you know what i i'm not whatever i'm not i i'm not gonna you can say whatever you want i'll just say that he ran off because you know there's a scene where he chases after josh gad right which which was also added into the film yeah 
it was not in the book. Right, right. Um, and, you know, and that does add a little bit of extra intensity. The scene where we have him talking to Daisy Ridley's character, um, and Leslie Odom Jr. comes up, Dr. Abernoff, because the two of them are entangled in a romance. <laughs> and, you know, Leslie Odom Jr. like shoots Poirot in the arm, and it's just like, you know. And there's a little bit of a scuffle, too, there, where he does stuff with his cane. So, you know, it's, it's more action sequences, um, which Bring I think... that John Pertwee. Right, right. Um, I think some of those things, it's like... It's like when you go to an action movie and there's kissing. Sometimes oh, it just God. looks like it's just put in there just to appease the girlfriends that go with the guys, which is dumb. Like, so yeah. sometimes it seems like in this... And I think they were really sort of... they were think he was kind of pushing it where it could have been more actiony and it would have definitely looked super shoehorned in sure. but this was just kind of like okay fine i get what you're doing <laughs> i get I mean, it do you do you want to know what happens in the book yes please because it's diff i mean the, the ending is still the same everyone does it mm -hmm. but um so like in both books both the book mm -hmm. and in the movie you know there's the two possible there's two possible solutions there's the first where somebody just came on the train mm -hmm. stabbed him and then vanished you know that kind of thing in the second he says you know he feels how all three including you know michelle have this connection and that they use that connection to uh create this you know big conspiracy and then they killed him together mm -hmm. but in the but where it's different is that um, in the book, Perot is sympathetic towards the conspirators and he sees the 12 stab wounds and he sees, um, he notes that the 12 stab wounds are reminiscent of a trial by jury with the killers acting as judges and executioner um, of someone who's guilty. And so he presents both solutions like the one where the assassin been and then vanished or that everybody did it to book and let's book decide. And when book decides, um, the incorrect theory, he chooses that one. He says, okay, yeah, that's good. Books, the case closed, whatever. Well, obviously in the movie, that's not what happened. <laughs> um, he, he's, you know, like you said, he's not able to do that. He feels very conflicted about it. He doesn't think it's right because, you know, that's unjust. And then he puts the gun on the table and it turns out, you know, and then he decides that he'll just, I think he finally decides that because of the fact that sometimes the right thing is done with, I mean, or the wrong thing is done for the right reasons, that he learns that he'll just present the whole assassin thing to the police and then just let it be. And which is interesting because it kind of is trying to show that, you know, how in the beginning he was, you know, so rigid and always about, you know, um, you know, about that kind of thing. And now he's saying, you know, sometimes you got to just let it go and mm -hmm. let something happen. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I mean, I think it's really interesting. I don't know. How do you feel about that? I mean, do you think he should have kept it the original ending or? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's very gray. I think either way is fine because, you know, sure. when he just sort of throws his hands up and walks away, it's similar, but it's not, it's not like, 
showing that Perot has had a change of heart or something. Like that's right. well, really the difference. Kind of, of a, it. you know, kind of sucky that he's like, yeah. "Hey, book, uh, decide," and that's just what we're gonna do. Yeah. And then book's like, "Well, this happened." He's like, "Oh, okay, cool, whatevs," you know. And then yeah. like, I mean, at least in this one, it shows. I mean, I always like a little bit more gray mm-hmm. in my movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, especially I totally something know. like this, you know. Yeah, that's I maybe mean, you know we sh- we should ask the humble listeners what they think. Right. Wonder if they would have preferred the original ending or the uh, like the OG mustache. Do you prefer the OG, yeah, the the original book ending, or do you think this ending was very um, was better? Yeah. I mean, dare dare we speak, you know, sacrilege, but you know, <laughs> how dare you go against Agatha Christie? Je dame Agatha Christie. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh Lord. <coughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I since I haven't read it, I I would probably lean more to the movie since I've seen the movie twice. Right. So I feel like I need to go and read the book now, but you know, whatever. Like I don't care about spoilers, you guys. Well, I mean, I, I definitely I should reread it. I mean, I think I said this, you know, spoilers. His books are not. I mean, the, the books that feature him as the main, um, you know, the person. Like yeah. I'm not as into as her others. Just I don't know. I've always been more of a fan of you know female uh, detective type things. So, but I mean, I enjoyed them. They just weren't always my favorite. Um, I'd be interested to watch um, the other adaptations at mm-hmm. some point and just kind of see that I want because I think the 1970 version does keep with the original ending nice. so it'd be interesting to see that play out I could be wrong I'll probably find out in a minute if I am but um <laughs> just because I w- it'd be interesting to see how that plays you know yeah 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 um we should we should just have like a viewing party and us just watch some of these things like, can you imagine just being like, we're just like nonstop, like coming in, like Cindy's going to walk in and we're going to have like our fake mustache, you know, <laughs> our mustache holders. And then yes. like, um, and we're just going to be sitting there and just be like, what are you guys watching? Or like midnight, or, or midnight, murder in the Orient Express. Didn't you guys just watch that? Yes. And then we <laughs> hand her a mustache cover. And she yeah. And sits. then she, and then we sit and then you can continue on. We'll just keep adding it. We'll just keep handing when people come in, like in a sitcom, we'll just keep handing and by the end, everybody's just gonna be like, there aren't like random people just coming into my apartment yeah, like or yours. It's just all of our, you know, our, our, our I, the, I calm, like, cause you know, that's what happens. Just random folk coming over. Uh, hilarious. Lord, oh man, you know. <laughs> the crazy mustache version of Mr. Rogers. Oh gosh, I love it. I love it. Yes. Um, oh. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yes. Um, do you have any more to say about this? I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like now I should probably go back and watch it again. Like I, you know, I didn't really after because I like I think we talked about this. Um, I just I wasn't sure how I'd feel about it on the small screen, just because you know I think what it really did have going for it were the visual mm-hmm. aspects of it and you know that feeling of being in the theater i was just kind of afraid that wouldn't translate real well but you know talking to you and then just reliving everything you know it's made me definitely just to see leslie odom jr again you know in all of his beauty but um you know i'll definitely probably um watch it again one more time and just kind of you know give it a roll 
Um, plus, you know, I, I do enjoy um, all the people in it. I, I just, for me, it just, I, I'm hoping, you know, I, I, I'll definitely, and I'll probably go see the sequel as well. Do you, do you think you'll go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should try to make a whole thing of it and go see it. Yeah, that'd be great. Also, you guys, you guys, um, there is a dinner train in Kentucky, and they do a murder <laughs> mysteries, and they're doing one around do. the two of our birthdays. So, because both of us have a birthday in July, so yes, I want us to go and then report back on it. Yes, I'll so try and gonna, see what I can do. We're going to try to go. It's not the cheapest thing in the world. So if anybody wants that's, to send us money, that'd be good. Yeah, great. if you want to kickstart that sucker, please, please, you know. We can do a GoFundMe. Um, yeah, GoFundMe. <laughs> Go fund us. Gosh, that, we've never been on a murder. We can have, like, this just sad, like, with our with our mustache, our non-existent mustache holders, and be like, we want to go on a murder mystery. Please. Please. Please be a part of it. It's been, if, if you've listened to our past episode, the couple <laughs> little tiny episodes we had, I know I've said how much I've always wanted to do this. Because, oh, me too. I mean, yes. that's always been one of my, like, I mean, I've always won. like, I, I remember in and college. And it's on a train, was, you guys. I was on a, I was on a, um, I went to a church and, um, I went to a church and, um, this family would always have these parties and they would do murder mysteries and they would have people over to do them and, you know. Cindy's mom used to do, like, like, mi- like those kind of things would write them up for them to do at parties. Why doesn't she do this now? I don't know. Cindy's mom, if you're listening, <laughs> where are you? If you can hear us, do this again. Invite us. We are adorable. We will be there for you. If we but can no, get her like, to move here, I was we'll going to say to play the, the saddest song on the smallest violin. <laughs> I was never invited, and it really bummed me out because I really wanted to go, and it just never happened. So, you like my violin, sorry. <laughs> please redeem, yeah. Yes. Please redeem my broken murder mystery heart make and help us Emily's make this dream possible. come true. <laughs> yes, yes. Because I mean, he one only turns mur, 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 uh, once. Twenty nine. <laughs> yes. I just because it just makes me laugh. You know, the like people on TV, ladies are like, I'm twenty nine again. Right. Right. But, I mean, I think either one of us could pass for 29, so it's fine. Oh, yeah. I mean, considering most of the time people ask me how much I'm enjoying starting my freshman year of college. <laughs> plus, right. Um, I, I, I agree. Um, but what about you? Any any last um, thoughts, feelings? Equipment? I'm excited that we got to do this, finally. Yes. And that things yes. are working. That's exciting. I'm excited to go forward. Um I'll post on I'll post on our page on our Facebook page about uh, once we get it down to like when they're gonna come out we'll try mm. to do them probably like once a month or so or once yeah every other yeah month. and maybe um, you know we'll we'll drop some surprises right, here and there exactly just to keep to wet the old so, appetite so um, like once a month would be like the real things that we're doing and then like the TV shows maybe you know like one right. one or the other it would be like every other month or something probably and then if we have other fun things we could drop stuff and it'll be great um so uh, um, yeah. do you have anything you want to but, uh to plug plug ooh. plugs ooh. plugs um, and shrugs. one thing i want to plug if you haven't listened to any of <laughs> that's a throwback to yeah, a podcast that we had that we did like 
two episodes and one lost episode because apparently that's my thing is losing episodes. Um, the mystery of the lost episodes right uh, <laughs> so I enjoy that she did a callback just for our sake um, if you haven't listened to other episodes you can go back and listen to them awesome if you want to know more about uh, Agatha Christie we keep pointing people to listen to the uh, History Chicks yes. episode yes. about Agatha Christie because it has lots of fun stuff Lots of interesting things, whatever you would want to know about her, all in a nice little package with our friend Beckett and her friend It's all about kick-ass it. women. Yeah, yeah. You can listen to all, all of their episodes Bye. if you want. Because it's lots of women. Histori- yes, it's historically kick-ass women brought to you by presently kick-ass women. That's, that should be, yes. I'm going to tell her that should be their tagline. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, uh, anyway, so we enjoy that very much. Uh, but like I said, if you want to know anything more about her and you haven't listened to that yet, go back and listen to it because it's it's really interesting. You'll probably enjoy it and want to listen to more of their, their episodes so we don't blame you at all. Go for it. No, no, it's um, great. I love it. It's a great podcast. Um, I have a feeling I'll be listening to it a lot this summer with, with all the kids gone. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> School's out. And yeah. Emily's, Emily's job I'm is very happy. Um, not as stressful <laughs> yeah it's been a fun couple of weeks um uh um, i would try to think of uh, anything i wanted to plug um uh, well i i don't TV know shows I have... tvs tvs are you TVs? any shows tvs do you have any tvs you, you want to yeah. plug <laughs> or unplug um or unplug or keep plugged i don't know um no i mean i watch lots of shows but that doesn't i don't know I watch a lot of things. It doesn't matter. What I watch is not important. When I watch <laughs> Agatha Christie, that's when it's important. Or the Golden Girls, because uh. eventually, I say this every time. I say this every podcast I'm ever on. Cindy and I are going to go back to doing our Golden Girls podcast. Oh, there, good. There is a very, there are very many of them out there that like twenty some episodes that you can listen hey. to if you'd like to listen to them. Um, and she uh, had some interest in starting it back up. So, oh, good, good. So that's Excellent. that's really more than I could ask for. So we're gonna figure out when yeah. we can do that. And uh, yeah, because now it's on Hulu, so everybody can watch along and everything. Um, I do a podcast intermittently with our friend Eric, uh, who. All right who does really great uh, props and things, and he's starting to, like, sew his own costumes. Oh, really? And Yay. I do lots of sewing, and I'm starting to make... And, and um, I'm starting to make and, and props and, and um, alter them and stuff like that. So we're kind of, like, helping each other out, and it's called Cause Buddies. Um, so if you want to listen to that, we only have about three episodes. Um, there's going to be some interviews and stuff with different people I know um, and then me and him talking about whenever we go to conventions and stuff um, right. although we both went to C2E2 together and mm-hmm. we did not record anything for that because we had too good of <laughs> a time I think <laughs> yeah, yeah a little too much fun That's he took good. That's two good. weeks of work and then it just like threw off his whole timeline so it's been a month maybe he's recovered by now <laughs> the pictures were great though they were yeah. very impressive yeah uh, it was pretty great um yeah, so that's all I got. Do you have anything? Well, um, you know, like I said, um, 
well, there's this, and then Agatha Christie. Um, I am in the works of trying to make a podcast. It's just that I'm not um, as technolo technologically savvy as Brooke here or several of our friends. So I'm trying to uh, get one together and, and see where it goes. It's going to deal with issues, uh, mental health issues. So it's going to be a little, I mean, I want it to be, you know, not, like, I, I don't want us to be sitting around, like, you know, we're not going to be sitting around all sad sack all the time or whatever. But, you know, it's not going to be always, you know, light and love. I want it to be a very real and very open place. If, so that's something I'm thinking of. And then um, I've, I guess, like we talked earlier, I've been on a bunch of people's in the uh, in the Leftover Army mm -hmm. uh, universe where they've allowed me to come on and do some things, like with the CNET podcast. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know when the next one I'll do. I don't know when they're going to get to, because um, mine, the ones that I'm, I guess, slated to do are a little bit later. They're a lot later in the phase, in phase three. So I think I still have a while to go if, you, if you'll have me. And then right. um, I'm going to, uh, so yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, I speak of Hulu I, I and palate cleansers. I just got done watching um, all three episodes of Handmaid's Tales season mm -hmm. two. So I'm a little um, shell shocked right now. I still have uh, not got. Really... I've still not gotten up the courage to watch any of it. Just in the time that we're in, it's like it's I don't rough. know that I can handle it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a rough. I mean, it's wonderful. I mean, um, you know, Handmaid's Tale is one of my favorite books, mm -hmm. and um, one of our uh, friends. Well, I guess she's our friend, but oh, one of our our favorite podcasters, Kelly Anakin, has a podcast about it, and so please check that out. She also ha does the. Uh, up yours downstairs podcast yep. with um is it amy schneider yes is it schneider yes or my brain is shot yes. yeah amy yes. schneider so they um do that together and it's wonderful that's actually um but the and they have a lot of stuff on there too where they her, do history and stuff so it's her handmaid her handmaid's tale one is called red all over right and it's right. yeah it's wonderful yep. one of my favorites um and yeah, so I mean, that's what I, I, I guess I'll plug that if you um, don't hate me, if it, if hey, you are no, a little bit whatever. down after, but it's a really good. And um, I'm really glad that um, we have so many amazing women out there doing podcasts and doing awesome stuff. So yay. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, so that brings us to the end um, without a moment too soon, because it's going to go our yes our dear Emily is going to go eat dinner and I'm jealous because I'm not um oh <laughs> it's free comic book day and I haven't gone and gotten any comic books today I haven't done that either I know I don't even know if there's anything open now so... I just saw that post that Jared made right. I'm like oh. <laughs> well if you see if there's any left grab side one. note side note you guys she's talking about one of our friends who got a lot of comic books at comic book day um I saw his haul and I was like, oh, yeah, um, they ours only lets us have five of, of so whatever. We'll see if they have any left or not, but they're open till 2 a.m. Uh, side if note, they have any extras be like, hey, um, my friend friend is a comic nerd in need and she doesn't live anywhere where there's decent comic book stores. So <laughs> just be like, just show a picture of me being like, oh. <laughs> sponsor a comic nerd in need. We're way sidetracked. We're just saying bye. No, sorry. Okay. So, uh, catch us next time. We're going to do um, Ordeal by Innocence. And mm -hmm. then we'll see you then. 
if you have a good tagline for us to say at the end, that'd be great because yes, I don't know. Until another know. murder, I don't know. That might be. I good. mean, yeah. until the next murder. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, I mean, I don't know. Um, nothing really works, does it? No. <laughs> okay, well, well, we'll get there. We'll find it. I've really backed us into a corner, naming it "Applaud for Murder." You guys. No, um, it's a great name. It's a great name. Uh, so anyway, all right. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> Clear my throat and then I'll... What do I usually say? Now I don't even know what I say. Do we say our names first and then we say... Well, I don't even know what do we say. <laughs> yeah, you say... Uh, I think you say, like, uh, this is this is a plod for... You go, this is Brooke, and I say this is Emily, and, and you go, this and this is... This is plod for murder. Okay. For murder. And I think then, I could remember and we which go, way we did... I think that's right, right? Yeah, okay, this. Right, 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 right. See, you're the other half of the brain, so you have to do that. <clears throat> that's all right, I don't. To my knowledge, not in my department, when I was there. Now, granted, I'm sure things been that are similar, but just not like that. <laughs> of course, OPD is left. We can always have a bloopers thing at the end. Uh. I'm Brooke. <laughs> and I'm Emily. And this is applaud for murder. <laughs> Yay! I'm applauding. <laughs> let's, let's do that again. The pony goddess that you are. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, okay, I'm just trying to see where... I, oh, I wish I could find them again. I guess I accidentally X'd out of them. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's fine. Oh, my lord. It's just... I, I did not realize how much junk I had on here. Let me see if I saved any... I think I bookmarked them because I have something about Matt Mountain, um, Lord Mountbatten being assassinated because oh. I was reading up about that the other day. Well, because, well, you know, they were a friend of mine was asking like, and I knew I was right. But she was asking me why they picked King Louis or Prince you know, Louis. And I said, well, Louis is the name of uh, Prince Charles's great uncle who was assassinated during um assassinated in, in the late 1970s and he and Charles were very close growing up. In fact, he was more of a father to Charles than his own father, than Philip. So it was a very big blow. And um, as we saw in The Crown when yeah, Matt Smith like, was being an asshole. Apparently this person never watched <laughs> As we saw one Matt Smith being an asshole to his child. Um, although he had a hard time to whatever. Um, I, but I hope, you know, and truly I feel bad because like, I bet I mean, I, I don't think Philip was that bad. I could be wrong. Maybe he was worse. But, man, they make him look like a piece of shit in this season. Yeah. What a good time that was. Um, I was fascinated with their portrayal of Jackie and JFK. I wanted to see more of that. But um, that's not going to happen. Plus, it had Dexter. So I says, Dexter! Um, I'm trying to see. Uh, God, I saved a lot of stuff. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. Well, there's Murder on the Orient Express that I have on there. Just the um, Wikipedia page. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, I have that. I kind of... Which, 
Well, well did you want to, like, um... Because I had a... I know. I don't remember if I actually started moving things around to get notes or not, because some of them, I had no, I had several notes up, and not all of them were saved, and they just, like, mm-hmm. did not save. Because mm-hmm. my, my computer likes to restart itself when it has, you know, updates for things, and apparently my recorder thing didn't update, and that's why I didn't record the last time. But it's good now. I'm going to...